Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Debbie. And I'm Allison. And we're... The Polter Gals. Debbie and I'm Allison and we're the Poultry Gals. I didn't say it with you. I'm sorry. It's okay. That was fine. Listen, Debbie, <laughs> you wanna tell me? <gasps> oh, I'm <laughs> just kidding. All right. So what are we talking about this week? So we're talking about Joshua Ward House, which in, is in Salem, Massachusetts. We're getting spooky, guys. Yeah. Okay. Um. So Allison, I went out and I already bought us some Halloween decorations. Um. Mm. So I went to Michael's. Um, and I went to Target and I had already all the Halloween stuff out and I fell in love. Um, I know we're literally like barely in September. Like we're about to hit September and I'm so ready. I'm so ready for it to be spooky. Yeah. I don't think I'm doing anything for my house. You don't want it to be spooky? No. Why not? Because this is like the first year in the neighborhood. We don't know what anybody's doing. That's why I told Cameron. I was like, we're going all out. This is our first year in our new house. We have the means, we have the motivation, and now we have the house. Like, other than that <laughs> one Mexican family that owns two houses on our block, <laughs> and they have massive Halloween, like, or not yeah. Halloween, they just have massive Mexican parties. Well, I mean, you don't have to do so. it. You, you can just decorate your house, you know? Like, also, I mean, my house is pretty spooky all year round, so you've seen my bathroom. I mean, whereas my house is just plain. You got a plain house? Why is your house so boring, Allison? Um, go talk to my husband. Does he not like things? He is gets he mad a, when you put a, a nail in the wall. Oh, yeah, you told he me He doesn't want a freaking oh, nail yeah, in the wall. Oh, yeah, did you ever paint that room? No. So, me and Allison, we went to the bar, and we were just talking, and then the bartender overheard us, and she was like, she was like, you better paint your house, girl. <laughs> she, she, like, yeah. like, gave up, like... And then she <laughs> even came, and she goes, I will go over to your house and help you, and I will tell your <laughs> husband to F off. And I was like, oh okay yeah she was she was on your side allison oh she was trying to give you a pep talk she was giving you a girl to girl talk i mean to be fair though like it's not that i don't want it painted i did find so Corey's office mm-hmm. that wallpaper yeah the star wars wallpaper. yes yeah, so everybody I, loves it every time anybody goes in his office he's like what is this wallpaper oh it's star wars yeah spoon flower baby spoon flower <laughs> excuse me we're not sponsored spoon flower please well, sponsor us <laughs> i found it on amazon oh okay so i might buy some and just plaster our freaking wall or bathroom yes and then you can have a, a a star wars poop yeah instead of a spooky poop exactly because that'd be space fun. poop space poop there you <laughs> it's go. a space poop because yeah. you need the space to poop um also i don't know when this episode is coming out but um we're doing a star wars weekend here in waco oh. um little self promo here um so on september 2nd again i don't know what day this episode will come out probably next week i don't know um september 2nd the long box is doing a live podcast Ooh. and it's star wars themed Ooh. and that's at six o'clock 
Then um, on Saturday, on the 3rd, September 3rd, there is a Star Wars burlesque show. Oh. So if you guys want, love Star also, Wars. Also, by the way, uh, I'm working there that night. Well, so. yeah, you have to work. Uh, that's your job. Actually, no, running events is not my job. Well, but... Are you working... Wait, you're working during the burlesque or during the live show? The burlesque. <gasps> you're going to work because during the burlesque? Michelle need, needed the help. I and the you. person that Last time I was would crazy. have helped mm -hmm. couldn't. I told so, Corey to ask Jocelyn if she wanted help. <laughs> well, the problem there is not that it's... Jocelyn. The problem is she doesn't have a TABC and she's too young to serve alcohol. Oh, yeah. She says, no, she's 18. She's 19. And she has her TABC. All my staff has her TABC. Oh. Well. Anyway. So I'll you'll totally be there the, for the last show. Yes. Um, so bring bring me money to tip me. Um, tip me. Um, no, <laughs> you better bring your money to tip me. What? I'm working the bar. I'm performing. I'm working the bar. <laughs> so, Allison, um, come and see us September 3rd. Um, Allison will be working the bar. I will be performing, and it's Star Wars themed. Um, can you guess who I am? Guess what character I'm doing? Like, what my costume is based I'm on. I'm going to assume the most popular, so I'm assuming Leah. <gasps> no, I'm going to be C-3PO. Or as I like to say, C-3P. Ho. Ah, no, ah. that's so cringy. I know it's cringy, but it's cringy in a good way. But wait, wait, my outfit's real cute. I'm like painting it. And I gotta so finish cringy. it. I'm painting um like so I got this like cute little skirt and I'm painting my little wires because you know he has like little wires on the oh, middle part. Yeah. So I'm painting my wires on my skirt. Um, so that'll be cute. But anyway, maybe we'll get some we'll get some polter footage and we'll uh, we'll post from the burlesque show. Uh, maybe oh. we can do a live. <laughs> oh no! For those who are following us on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> or we'll make a reel. Um, but anyway, and then on Sunday, they're doing Star Wars Skate Night. Oh, on Sunday. That's cool. So, Friday, live show. Saturday, Brilla show. Sunday, skate. All Star Wars. <laughs> so, all Star Wars. Um, unfortunately, we're not talking about Star Wars this week. Uh, we're talking no. about spooky. Getting back spooky. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, um, it's already October, you know, in my heart. It's October in my it's heart there. year round. It's there. It's spooky season. And now let's get spooky. Yeah. Yeah. So. Commercial over. Time to get started. <laughs> of course, this is in Salem, Massachusetts, which we have. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we've already uh, talked about it before. Yay. We'll... Yeah. I told you it was going to be multiple episodes because there's yeah. so much to talk about in Salem, Massachusetts. Salem is like the perfect hotspot for it yeah so. and obviously we're gonna go there so um allison get your plane tickets we're going oh, don't gotta tell me twice we got once we get our paranormal investigators we'll be real paranormal investigators we'll you go. don't gotta tell me twice we'll let's do. go all right so this was actually set back from washington street it is the beautiful federal style home built for the successful merchant joshua ward in 1970 80 1970 80 wow 1784 that was a whole <laughs> year that was not supposed to be there it was it's definitely 1784 oh good job not okay. 1970 80 <laughs> that's what i mean it's not <laughs> oh okay so 1784. too many years in the future yeah i know like you're just like adding numbers on numbers <laughs> we're supposed to be talking about the past not the yeah, future yeah we're talking about the past it was 1784 1784 there you go the property has older connections that date back to witchcraft trials. 
Today, visitors can still actually see the rugged stones along the building's foundations, which are... Which? 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 (laughs) Okay, anyway. (laughs) So dope. (laughs) Which are all that remain of the 1692 home of George Crowen. Do you remember him? Kind of. Was he the sheriff guy? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. We're getting too close. Sorry. I know too much. I'm sorry. I'll listen to the history, Allison. I'm sorry. We jumped in too far I'm ahead. I'm jumping too far. Okay, tell well, me. Stop jumping into 1970, 80. Okay. okay? 19... <laughs> the future. Have you seen the, like, the, sp- oh, you won't watch but it's like, future, future. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Continue. I'm so glad. Like, I watched bits and pieces of Spongebob, but I'm so glad Spongebob I Spongebob was like a touchstone of my childhood. You know they canceled Spongebob officially? Wait, really? Well, I think one of, like, the main creators died, so. Yeah, so they officially, really like, canceled Spongebob. Uh, and this okay. was, like, a it's few probably, years it's back. It's probably good. It's probably yeah. good that Spongebob was canceled. They went too far. They too really far did. for too long. Too far, too long. Too um, many. But, yeah. So, uh, 25-year-old George Corwin was the high sheriff <gasps> during the witchcraft trials of 1692. I knew that. Yeah. I'm a smart cookie. So... This was actually a position that he obtained through nepotism. Of course. Yeah. He was. Yeah. He was the nephew of both Judge Jonathan Corrin and Judge Waite Winthrop, Mm -hmm. as well as the son in law of Judge Bartholomew. 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 Why does nobody name their kid Bartholomew anymore? Because that's such a weird name. (laughs) You would 100% guaranteed get bullied with that name <laughs> this is my son barf or would he go by all <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's like trying to name have you heard of the lady that named her kids orangelo and lemangelo wait what no lemon jello and orange jello and it's spelled exactly like ah. orange and yellow jello oh i just realized bart is short for bartholomew why am i so stupid I didn't realize that either. Yeah. Does that mean um, in The Simpsons, Bart is Bartholomew? I really hope not. Bart Simpson? really hope not, because then that means he would have gotten made fun of. And no wonder he's so weird. Yeah, I know, for real. Anyway, Wait, what does that say about me? Yeah, Allison. I don't know. <laughs> you have a normal name. Yeah, but... <laughs> I might have a normal name. Oh, but you're going to bully him. So you would be the bullier in this situation. Not the bully E. No. The bullier. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> not the way I was going, but never mind. Right, anyway. <laughs> so in his role, Sheriff Corwin escorted the condemned by cart from prison to the execution site at Proctor's Ledge at Gallows Hill. Bum, bum, bum. As required by law, Corwin would also confiscate the property of the condemned prisoners not land but belongings such as livestock hay apples and corn and even household goods such as kettles pewter furniture and jewelry all of those pieces then become haunted are those whole cruxes <laughs> i would hope not oh well Imagine having does a, then, a kettle Does Horcrux. that make him the human Horcrux? <gasps> boom, boom, boom. Is he the Harry Potter in this situation? I know. The boy who Or is he the Voldemort in this situation? I think he's the Voldemort in this situation. Because he's literally condemning people to death. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
So it was often a common misconception that witchcraft at people that were accused of witchcraft. Yeah, of course were part of a deliberate attempt to gain the land of neighbors or fellow community members. Mm. And at the time, English law allowed the seizure of a felon's possessions. But this does not extend to their real estate. Yeah, but I mean, if they're dead, like, when... I mean, I guess it's because the whole inheritance thing. Oh, that's true. I guess so, like, makes sense. if they had kids that were of age or... They, they would just, get the... Yeah, land. it's basically the whole next of kin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but worldly possessions of the married woman who were convicted were considered the property of their husbands. And the women were considered the property of their husbands. Which is stupid. Anyway, that was stupid and terrible. And <laughs> F the patriarchy, my dudes. My ladies. <laughs> my ma'ams. <laughs> I like how you're trying to be so, like, hardcore when... We're now almost a year into this, and I'm pretty sure everybody knows you're not. Hey, I'm a, I'm a punk... I'm a punk rock babe. <laughs> okay. Daddy. I like your little laugh. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so, anyway. As such, there was nothing to confiscate from the condemned married women, but the possessions of the condemned men and widows were allowed to be confiscated. That sucks. These domestic goods were supposed to be inventored and stored yeah. to help pay the felon's jail cost and support his family. However, it is known that Sheriff Cor- Corwin sold off some of John Proctor's livestock and slaughtered and salted the rest for shipping Screw to him. the West Indies. Screw him. Yeah. So, Corrupt. Also, uh, within his duty as sheriff, he was also had to oversee the gruesome death of Giles Corey. Which we already talked about on one of the other shows. Yes. Go back and listen to that episode. And after refusing to comply with the court, procedure giles Corey was condemned to penine fort de endure yeah sure. and this um, very bad yeah that's a whole bunch of french that yeah yeah anyway very sad thing also yeah so the extreme measure entailed lying the 81 year old on his back and it piling. was 81 yeah so of course like we said uh applying heavy weights on a plank across his body According to some reports, when Corey's tongue lowed out of his mouth as a result of the weight on his chest, Corwin you callously 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 sure yeah, that means yeah. like with no feeling and emotion. Yikes! Used his walking stick to poke the tongue back in, <clears throat> which, as you can imagine, was a disturbing image. Yeah, that's so yeah. sad. So, given the so- uh, shocking nature of his demise at the time has gone, on a legend has grown surrounding Corey's death. Mm-hmm. This tale claims that his last breath, Giles Corey, cursed the sheriff and the town of Salem. There is no evidence to suggest that Corey ever uttered these words, but this has became become a popular legend surrounding the sheriff. Because he died. Yes. And like a little bit after that. Yeah, so if you want to know more about that story... Go back and listen to another episode. Yeah. So, another myth also surrounding George Corwin involves Philip English, Mm -hmm. the wealthiest merchant in Salem, who, along with his wife, Mary, was accused of witchcraft. Mm -hmm. 
English's wealth was such that he was able to flee to New York City, where he remained until the witchcraft accusations passed. Thank God. Upon his return to Salem, he discovered that George Corwin, along with some English's own neighbors, had confiscated his belongings from his home, warehouses, wharves, mm-hmm. sure, and shop. Furious at the degradation degradation of his life's work, English sued Corwin repeatedly Sue for that years Sue in him. effort to regain his po- uh, You're gonna property. You're going to be hearing from my lawyer. Like That would be so yeah. terrible. No, if I had that opportunity, though, yeah, I would definitely go over and sue him. I will sue you out of house and home. Get like, all my goodies back. Yeah, no. Heck no, especially if he worked that much. Yeah, if you worked that well and was that like successful. Like, if you're a wealthy man and you're, you just come back and, like, they're like, um, first off, you're a witch. Um, and then you leave. And then they're like, oh, we stole all your stuff. Yeah. Sorry, LOL. No, like, I would no. not. I would not be okay with that. But ultimately, Crown or Corwin died before English could obtain any satisfaction from his legal efforts. In a wild and desperate measure, English went so far as threatened to steal Corwin's corpse and hold it for ransom. I would do that. I'd be like, you don't even get your bones back. Give me my stuff. Talk about being petty. I mean, I think like, that's like the... That's like the low. Or is that the high? I don't know. I, is I, that the high of pettiness or is the that the low of pettiness? <laughs> like, I agree. I understand. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Like, But the question is, mm-hmm. is how far down? Is it really six feet down? It's uh, six feet down under. <laughs> anyway (laughs) so dumb while most scholars believe that this theft did not actually happen legends grew this tale is often retold claiming that english did snatch the body or that corin was buried in his own basement for years oh yeah we talked about that last time yeah for so this was because of fear he would be stolen from his grave. Yeah, because you're a terrible freaking person. Yeah, and you don't like, deserve to rest. Dude, I would definitely risk my life for to grave rob yours. Yeah, I would like, grave rob you immediately. <laughs> like, <laughs> heck yes. Um, but yeah. But the truth is, Corn was interred in the Broad Street Cemetery, which we know. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there are also. Numerous myths around George Corwin, including the idea that he tortured prisoners in his basement. Which was probably true. Yes. Uh, I won't deny because apparently he's a horrible person. He's a terrible, terrible person. Yeah. And that it is also said he and his victims and or his victims haunt the site to this day. There is no actual evidence to sustain the claim that Corwin was torturing prisoners, nor that he was taking place within his home or this was taking place in his home however today popular tradition maintains that the joshua ward house is the most haunted house in salem it's true and then george corwin also ran the trial proceedings Mm -hmm. so this sounds very on brand yes one-sided yeah very yeah I can't even think of the word well, yeah, hypocritical. He, yeah, again, his family were the judges, and then yeah. he was prosecuting everybody. So, like, what do you think is going to happen? Uh-huh. And George Corrin is one of the men who served as the town official charged with running the trial proceedings throughout Salem Witch Trials. Mm-hmm. It all started on May 27th of 1692 when 
George Corwin was elected as the high sheriff of Salem at 25, and most likely the reason why he was thrust into this position, like we said before, was due to nepotism. Yes, of course, to nepotism. And again, just because of his family's connections mm-hmm. of his parents and his in-law being a judge. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, he already became a sheriff when the trial started. Mm-hmm. And at the time, of course, George Corrin played such a large part in convicting and torturing these people. Mm-hmm. And this all started a few months after when he first started hearing involving some of the most famous witches from mm-hmm. these trials, such as Sarah Good, yes. Sarah Wilde, yes. Suzanne Martin, yep. and Rebecca Nurse. Yep. Oh, those names. Yeah. Which I really hope that if they are witches, that they got their revenge. But if they're they not, weren't. I really hope they still got their revenge. <laughs> so regardless, revenge. I hope they still both, like all of them, <laughs> got their revenge. revenge. Either way. Either way. <laughs> So, of course, he was tasked with transporting, um, killing them, which in their case, which was hanging them Ugh. if they were proven guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, when Sarah Good was famous, famously retorted during the trial, you're a liar, I am no more, which then you are a wizard, and if you take away my life, God will give you a blood, or give you blood to drink. The trial was determined to be over. The woman was declared guilty, and Corin hung her. Wow. Himself. He actually hung her himself. No, Sarah. Sarah Good was good. Yeah. And what what a famous last words, you know? Which, that's what I'm saying. I really hope that either way it worked out. Yeah. If she was or was not, I hope she got her revenge. Yeah, for real. And as the trials went on, George became more and more gruesome with his torture, seeming as though he enjoyed his position of power. Well, yeah. It is recorded that Corwin even visit the house that recently executed and take all of their money and property himself. Yeah, see, that's what happened. He started getting greedy. Yeah, he saw it, and he just basically started seeing red. Mm -hmm. There are rumors that Corwin even went as far as to lure those who were accused of witchcraft and the trials to come to his home. Once they were there, he would trap them in the basement and torture them himself. While this makes for an exceptionally gruesome story, again, there's no. There is very little to no evidence of this claim. Yeah. It is said that Corwin was involved in all 19 of the deaths that came as a result of the Salem witch trials. Mm-hmm. Given his role as the sheriff, mm-hmm. it is fair to assume that he had a hand in ex- executing each of these death sentences as well mm-hmm. it is apparent that he, uh, he had pleasure that came from the role and Corwin became the man that was feared and hated in the Salem community well I hate him too so yeah screw you George Corwin like that is horrible yeah and uh, no wonder your house is haunted yeah for real <laughs> for you being a terrible person and, and being a terrible human being yeah of course if y'all haven't notice the house is named differently but it's joshua ward house but it's also named as george corin corwin house yeah and that's because it is his <sighs> house himself yeah so and again the house was long was a 
standing long before yes. this happened. So yes. it, the house itself has history on top of it. Yes. But most notably during the witch trials. Yes. And it terrible played, things that happened. As you can tell, it played a huge role yeah. in the witch trials. Yeah. Whether it's factual or not, it's yeah. said that it played a much bigger part than what yeah, people Yeah, and it's kind of become, a, become part of the, you know, the stories. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's all for the history. Time for a yeah. commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsors. Spooky. <laughs> Welcome to One Star Rewind, a new podcast about those dreaded one-star reviews that every business owner hates to receive, but yet every customer loves to read. During this podcast, we will peel back that one-star review to better understand how it happened, when it happened, and what the business owner is doing after receiving that one-star review. This podcast will be about love, hate, and laughter. On One Star Rewind, we will meet with real business owners who will tell their stories and how they do rely on reviews for their business. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or download us at roguemedianetwork.com. Please subscribe, but only rate and review for not a one-star review. Join us each time for a new review and a new story. This is Sarah. And I'm Carter. And this is Some of Our Thoughts. We're two Southern sommeliers, and we want to share everything we love and know about wine. We started hanging out during quarantine and cooking and drinking and listening to music, and we just thought this would be a great way to bring everything we know to you guys. We will make wine knowledge and food pairings easy and approachable. So put on your favorite vinyl, grab your favorite glass of wine, tune into our show, and let's have some fun. Wine Wine and vinyl. vinyl. (laughs) So check us out on roguemedianetwork.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be talking about a lot. I'm Zach. And I'm Mike. And we have a fantastic new podcast to tell you about. Bros, Foes, and Heroes. It's the two of us looking into the world of comics, breaking down some characters that you may have never heard of, and some that are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so Zach comes up with a character each time, and uh, I go into it just completely blind. I don't know who this person is or what their abilities are or anything, and and basically I guess we kind of go over their origin story. And just some of the ridiculous stuff that maybe, especially Golden Age stuff. Oh, Golden yeah. Age stuff is always the best. And we will make sure to 
highlight all of the shenanigans and just absolute weirdness yeah. of everything. Yeah. That's right. So subscribe today and uh, follow us on Instagram at Bros Bows Heroes. And if you don't, I know where you live. Not really, but please subscribe. <laughs> bros and bros and heroes gonna tell you about bros and bros and heroes gonna tell you about. And now a word from our sponsors. back <laughs> now it's time to get into the, the hauntings oh man i the thought spookies? it was the spookies okay i can say that and now it's time to get into <laughs> the spookies um okay so um with all of the torture done at the hands of sheriff george um also known as the strangler the strangler the strangler the Strangler Corwin, um, that happened within the walls of the Joshua Ward house. Um, it stands to reason that many of spirits allegedly are still haunting the place. Also, before you get too much further, I'm uh-huh. so very sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> Why? There's so much. Yeah. Yep. This is so long, guys. Um, we got a lot of hit- we got a lot of haunting to talk about. But again, it's 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 Salem, Massachusetts. It's, it, so it has its reasons. Get ready in itself. Um, and again, um, the torture that allegedly happened in the house, and that's why it's allegedly uh, allegedly allegedly, um, like Andrew G. But yeah, um, allegedly, <laughs> it's all alleged. Alleged. We're keeping the gossip down to it. No. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so um, of course the spirits allegedly still haunt the place are that of his victims. Mm-hmm. Um, those being those that were accused of witchcraft during the time. So um, Giles Corey, of course, was one of the 19 that was accused and executed executed um, during the witch trials. Um, we know that he was stoned to death or pressed. Yep. Um, that fancy French word that we said earlier, French words. Um, yeah, those words are hard. Yeah, French words are hard. I think anytime we have anything French, I'm like, is it parlez français? No. I don't even know how to say no. How do you say no in French? No. <laughs> Nine? No, that's German. Um, but anyway. I, um, know, I know how you say it in Spanish. How? No. No. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, so Giles so Quarry is one of the most popular, which is the one we talked about last time on the episode. Of course. Um, and he was crushed to death with large rocks by none other than him himself, Corwin. Um, but yeah. So, Yuck. and Giles is said to regularly haunt the word residents um, because of this. Um, again, it also said that he is the one that placed the curse onto the family mm-hmm. uh, or on him in which he died. Um, him and the whole town. Later. And the whole town. Yeah, he said to have cursed the whole town. Um, and like Sheriff literally died. Allegedly. Like Allegedly. Again, no words were heard. Um, but there have actually been multiple witnesses who have claimed that they have been um, strangled by an unseen pair of hands while visiting the Joshua oh. Ward house. Yikes. Um, so, hmm, it's almost like there's a man whose nickname was the Strangler, and now people are witnessing being strangled, huh? Don't worry. Huh? Don't worry. It gets worse. It gets twisted. It gets... Get the twisted, bro. <laughs> it gets twisted, dude. Um, but yeah, so equally as strange are reports of warm, half-melted candle wax present in rooms where um, no candles were supposed That's to be. That's creepy. 
Um, and then perhaps the most frightening of all encounters are that of guests having sudden unexplained scratches and burns appearing up and down their arms. Got a blast. That's um, what I would be. I also would be out of there. <laughs> ASAP. Um, but anyway, and what may be a bittersweet revenge from all of the horrendous acts that Sheriff George Corwin committed is the reports of being strangled by an unseen entity that are believed to be um actually um it sounds that the strangler was cursed to forever wander the joshua ward house mm. dun, dun, dun. and um, this is where it gets twisted yeah and confusing um so the strangler is one of the three spirits that is said to inhabit the joshua ward house and who is the strangler exactly so while no one actually knows for certain again this is all alleged um <laughs> it is rumored that the strangler is of course the the sheriff george Corwin. yeah um he's literally nicknamed the strangler yeah um so of course if a ghost is strangling you in the house huh you can probably you safely can probably assume guess who it would be um but there's no like actual basis on this um it's recorded <coughs> that george corwin then died of a heart attack while in his home back in april 12th of 1996 not 19. 19. Jesus Christ, why do we always do this? 1696. 1970, 80. It's 1970, 80. Um, but yeah, so he died of a heart attack on April 12th of 1696. He died in the Joshua Ward house. So not only did Corwin die on the property, but it's rumored that he was buried on the property. As we mentioned, he was buried in the basement because yeah. people were afraid that they were going to like steal his body. Grave rob. Which I would have. Yeah. 10 out of 10. I would have. 10 out of 10 recommend 10 out of 10 grave robbing would him. recommend grave robbing terrible people. Um, if he's a bad man, it's fair game. <laughs> we're, um, we might get canceled after this. I know, but we're going to get okay. canceled. We're going to have cops show up and be like, hi, yes, um, someone reported that you have recently been great. Probably he's like, no, not that I have been. I just Only would. back in the 1600s. Yeah, back in the 1600s, I would have. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah. Maybe 1780, 90, I might, depending <laughs> on how things are. We'll then. see how the year goes. Um but yeah, so it is again legend that he lived, he was buried on the property, which is also an interesting why his spirit may still be at the location. Mm-hmm. Um, given his position as high sheriff, Corrin was involved in not only the 19 deaths that came from the trial, but also a near 200 other arrests that happened during the witch hunt. Um, however, there, uh, there's one specifically that stands out. Um, and one of the trials George Corwin is remembered is that of Mary English. Of course. And we've heard of the family. Yep. Um, so. and of course he was the one who is said to have kept his body. Um, but there's no yes. real accounts of it. Again, historic accuracy versus Way legend. to go English. I would um, probably I know. do the same. Um, so like so many times before, once Mary English was arrested for her supposed, supposed involvement in witchcraft, um, George Corwin then went to her household and stole all of her belongings, which we know, um, which sucks. And Mary's husband, Philip, was so disgusted with George Corwin's actions that he could do nothing to stop him. Uh, but he, again, was in hiding yeah. um, in New York. Wait, where was it? New York. Yeah, he yeah. went to New York. Um, and he was in hiding. Um, but Philip English vowed to get revenge one day. And we know he came back and sued the man. Yes. Um, and he was like, give me my stuff back. And also my poor wife. <laughs> 
That's yeah. going to suck, though. So, yeah, that really sucks. And then several years later, once the hysteria of the trials had settled down um, and he was no longer forced into hiding, Philip English sued George Corwin for stealing his property. Um, but he was already about to die. So Yeah. Um, but he was then eventually um, put in prison for his crime. So, thank, thankfully. Yeah. But again, he died, like, a couple months later. So, yeah. it kind of didn't matter. So, of course, we kind of already went over this. Yeah. But... Yeah, um, so that was not enough retribution for Philip English, and he was so upset. Um, so he tried to steal his body, and it is rumored that George Corwin's family was fearful that, um, that you know, his body would have been stolen or grave robbed. They buried it in the basement. I mean, duh. So in the basement is where the most activity is for ghosts. Oh. And then again, it is alleged that he tortured people down there. Um, so it is probably George Corwin's spirit still haunting the house. Um, and then throughout the years, there have been multiple reports of people feeling as if they're being choked, again, <coughs> strangled, while on the property. Not even just in the basement, but just, like, on the property and within the estate. Um, so that's pretty crazy. Um, and then all, almost all of these accounts of, like, being choked or whatever, a lot of them have been occurring on the second floor of the Joshua Ward oh. house. So not even in the basement, which I think is crazy. Um, one victim recounts the sensation in a book um, called Ghostly Haunts and described it as if someone was holding his throat and squeezing it. Um, the scariest part is the vic- the the visitor was completely alone. Of course in the house. they were. Yeah, because it's a ghost. Because Hello. of course they were. Like of course they were alone. If they're dealing with George Corwin, of course he would yeah. target someone when they're alone. Because yeah, he's a little coward. Yeah, and again he like. He's just a coward. Corin can suck it. Yeah. Terrible person. <laughs> yeah. Um, and again, there are the rumors that he would personally interrogate or torture. Yeah. And um, ra- those. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, accused of being witches in his home. He'd like, yeah, come over for L- tea. He'd straight it's lure them fine. into his house. Yeah. Or, and then we'll while they're by themselves. Let me just murder you real fast. He didn't murder them. He interrogated and possibly tortured Allegedly. them. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, but yeah. So, when considering the potential spirits of those who would haunt the Joshua Ward house, it's no surprise that Giles Corey comes to mind. Um, along, and a large majority of the employees who actually work for companies that are now housed in the Joshua Ward estate blame Giles Corey's spirit for many of the paranormal experiences that happen in the area. Like, so, why pretty not, interesting. Why not blame Corwin, though? Well, it was Corwin. And, but, I mean, Giles Corey is one of the most famous, you know. So yeah. they feel like that's who's probably there, along with Corin. I feel like they're both there, you know, and they probably hate each other even in the afterlife. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure no he's doubt. mad. Like I'm sure no he's, doubt. he's upset. Um, and many of the happenings are typical of any hauntings. Um, so of course there's pockets of chilled air and a heated room, books and pictures falling from their shelves, and candles being melted, even though, um, <laughs> they were never lit. Yikes. So that's a little scary. Um, There are occurrences that um, are unique to the spirit, though. Um, Like, as candles melt, they consistently form into the shape of an S. Like an S. Like the letter S. Don't worry. Um, I'm like my 500th cough drop. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And many paranormal fanatics actually... (coughs) Hello, ma'am? Don't interrupt me with your coughs. It was Corwin. It's Corwin. Um, Corwin's co- trying to call out our, the, all the BS. No. Well, many paranormal fanatics say that the S is the sign from the spirit, Giles Corey, who they think might have been a warlock, even though I don't I don't think they actually were. 
I think these are just sad people that have turned into sad spirits. Um, but they interpret the S standing for sheriff because people just called him sheriff back in the day. That makes sense. So the reason why it's turning into an S is for sheriff. Um, or perhaps this meant that Giles Corey is still seeking out some sort of retribution from the sheriff um, for having his hand in murdering him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, and then last but not least, the spirits to haunt the Joshua uh the joshua ward house is the witch known as just the witch um again i don't know if any of them were actually were witches but i digress um doesn't mean there still can't be ghosts we always digress um (laughs) digress like die oh oh i see what you did there um but anyway so the witch amid all the reports of paranormal activity um, that is supposedly caused by the two male spirits, again, probably Giles Corey and the sheriff. Um, there is said to be a female spirit. Um, so this spirit is said to be haunting the top floor of the house. So remember, second floor is where the people get choked. The basement is where they get like Giles Corey activity and yeah. they think people are being tortured down there. Um, and then there was one sighted of a female spirit in particularly. Um, and she was widely publicized to an international level, which is pretty crazy. Um, back in 1981, actually 1981, I said that correctly, um, Carlson Realty was one of the businesses that had moved into the Joshua Ward house, which, first of all, <laughs> why? Why? I, I would not have chosen that house to be my business, nope. but sure, go ahead, pop off, um, go off. Unless you, you, <laughs> unless you for real the for real popo. I know, for real. Like, they're just like, like ah, you have haunted, to be the for real, for real popo. No, they're just a realty group. They're just a realty group. Yikes. <laughs> um, but anyway, so they hosted a company-wide Christmas party, and you know about our Christmas um, ghost stories we've told. Oh. Um, so, you know, ghosties come out on Christmas. Duh. Um, but anyway, so they hosted a company-wide Christmas party in the Joshua Ward house. Um, and with so many festivities going on, a co-worker actually decided to take some Polaroid pictures of the scene to save as mementos. Of Remember, course. this was the 80s. We, yeah. had pol- we had Polaroids back then. Um, we're going to shake it like a Polaroid Which- picture. Let me tell you, as cool as digital photography is, Polaroids it has nothing on Polaroids. Nothing on them Polaroids. Um, so he snapped a quick picture of a coworker in front of some of the decorations at the party. But then later, when the picture developed, there was a light-haired coworker was actually not in the photograph. What? Instead, in the image was an extremely pale woman with a head full of dark curly hair. Not at all representative of the coworker who was just photographed. What? Yeah. So I just got goosebumps, like literally on my body. That's creepy. Yeah. So in the picture, he literally took of his coworker. That's not in it. It was just thought of a random lady with dark black hair. Nope. So. Nope. Really spooky. Um, this photograph also include, um, is also included in that book, The Ghostly Haunts. Um, and was once the image was released, many news channels then began covering the story as well. In the following months, more stories came in, as many people claimed to have actually seen the same woman in the Joshua Ward house before. Um, while no one's been able to identify this woman, many think that she is one of the spirits of the witches um, that Corwin um, oh. put to death. Oh, so, no. Um, and executed during these witch trials, which is why she's known as the witch, um, which is kind of sad. Yikes. Could you imagine not being a witch and then just like for the rest of your life, just people being like, yeah, that's the witch. Like, that's going to suck. That would suck. 
Uh, it's gonna suck. But also, it's interesting to consider that the majority of paranormal activity reported and being encountered um, are being encountered by the men who have entered the Joshua Ward house. So it's, it's primarily men who feel the effects. Several men have reported that they've left the house with unexplainable scratches on their chests and have even experienced an uncomfortable feeling of another person in the room watching them while they're inside the house. While there's no explanation for this, many like to think that it's the spirit of the woman who was wrongly accused in the Salem witch trials. She's finally getting her revenge. Oh. Yeah. I think I would hate men too after this. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. But yeah. Me I think too. that's fair. I think that's a fair assessment. Um, but yeah, so that's just some of the hauntings in the Joshua Ward house. Um, if you're a business, I would not recommend renting out this no. place for your would business. Not. Um, but you know, if you're a tourist or a spooky ghost hunter like us, um, and you want to go to a spooky place, I would recommend going. Um, cause again, it is one of the most haunted locations in all of Salem, which Salem itself is haunted. Is extraordinarily <laughs> haunted. <laughs> Who knew? Um, with I mean, 19 people dying. Um, apparently the whole, of the, just the whole town cursed apparently yeah, i think the whole town is just cursed i mean <laughs> what more it still has a reputer like a pretty well name no name to be that so yeah and we're we're gonna go one day my my i want to go to salem so bad so bad okay well that's all for this episode um yep. thank you for listening to another episode of the polter gals and um, don't forget to check us out on our social media at polter the underscore Poltergals. Poltergals. That's us. The also, underscore Be sure to check us out. YouTube. Yep. Um, YouTube. Rogue Media Network. And Patreons. we have our own. Um, and check out our Patreon. Yes. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Polterpals. That's right. P-O-L-T-E-R-P-A-L-S. And don't forget to join us for another episode of The, the Poltergals. Bye. You've been listening to The Poltergals. A Rogue Media Network podcast. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.